This is Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and before we get started, let me be clear. This podcast isn't just about minimalism. It's a podcast about living fully. Over the past few years, I've learned that living with a little less in our homes and on our calendars leads to less cluttering up our minds, which simply helps give us the space to give our time and thoughts to the things that actually matter. So what do we talk about on here? We talk about minimalism and decluttering and how to get there, yes. But we also have conversations about pursuing intentionality in the things that matter, like our motherhood, faith, relationships, work, and mindset. Minimalish is a podcast for the women committed to contentment and loving the life in front of them, committed to living with a little less so they can create space for the things that matter most. What it's not about, how many spoons you should have, or any kind of rules or legalistic minimalism that promises you'll be happier if you just get rid of more stuff. Getting rid of stuff isn't what will make you happy. It's about the life you live with the new space you find. If that sounds good to you, grab a mug of whatever you like and stick around. I'm so grateful you're here. Hi friend, welcome back to Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and last week when I had kind of mentioned that a lot of my content that I had scheduled on the content calendar didn't feel very relevant during this very tense time in our country, I did get a few messages from you all that just mentioned that you are looking for content on decluttering and organization during this time because it can be such a great form of stress release or a place to put your energy to, a productive place. So with that said, I have an episode today for you about organization, specifically photo organization. I brought on Jen Brazil, who is a photographer and is all about organizing photos in a way that is intentional and useful for our families. If you have a phone full of thousands of pictures on your camera roll, mixed in with like beautiful pictures of your babies or your dogs mixed in with a bunch of screenshots on random stuff you've seen on Instagram or the internet, (laughs) you're not alone. And this episode is going to give you actionable tips to make it less overwhelming to tackle that and to put your photos in a useful place where you're actually going to be able to reflect on them And I'm excited about this episode. I definitely needed it. And you will see that through this conversation. And I know I'm not alone in that. So without further ado, let's get to my conversation with Jen. Okay, well, I'm so excited to have Jen Brazil on the podcast with me today. And we are going to be talking about all things photo organization, which I know is something so many of us need. So Jen, before we dive into that, first of all, thanks for coming on the podcast. And of course. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and just who you are and what you do? Yes. Well, so what you could learn from me if you hopped on my Instagram or Facebook is that I'm a mom of three. I have two boys, five and two, and a little girl that is four months old, and she is just like our cherry on top. She's so fun, and she was a complete surprise. So mom of three, love being healthy, love being active, go for a walk with my double bob stroller every day. (laughs) And I used to be a photographer for over 10 years now, which is crazy to say that. Before that and during that time, I was an elementary teacher. So I kind of got my fair share of 
different ends of the spectrum going from a teacher where you're kind of told what to do to being a business owner where I got to make up all of my own rules. <laughs> and now I have kind of switched gears again. I closed the doors to my photography business as like a business and doing weddings and families almost a year ago now. And now I'm a mom and I just help other moms live, live life to their fullest. So that's kind of about me, what you would see on the outside, if you're checking out Instagram or something like that. And kind of me behind closed doors is I grew up with a sweet, loving family. I was one of four. My husband's also one of four. And don't ask me if we want to have four kids because I <laughs> am taking one kid at a time. But <laughs> um, our third and our third baby, like I said, she's cherry on top. I kind of feel like she might have rounded us out, but I'm not really sure. Okay. So sorry. lost my train of thought. So, uh, one of four husbands, one of four kind of born and bred in Texas. All of us, we are pretty simple family. We are screen free family. So we don't really do screens except for I do them for work. So obviously I sit in front of a computer to do things online. But other than that, um, my kids are screen free, which has been a huge blessing, especially through all the COVID and having a newborn baby during COVID. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't have to rely on, you know, entertainment. I knew that they would be self-sufficient for the most part during all of that. And other things about me are just that I still absolutely love taking pictures of my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I do it all the time. And it was kind of at that point when I realized I was taking gobs and gobs of pictures of my kids. And I had this really great organization system for all my photography clients, but my phone was like yelling at me. You're, you are full. You are full. <laughs> you have to get pictures off of here. What happens if I lose my phone? All these kind of worries went through my head. And I was like, I'm a photographer. Like I am supposed to have this figured out. And so a while back, I kind of sat down and forced myself to just go through this massive system change because memories are so important to me. And I wanted to make sure that they were all, you know, in line and organized for my kids. Yeah, I, I love that. And um, I'm interested to hear a little bit more. Actually, we are going to talk about photos, but um, I would love to hear just about your decision to be a screen-free family. Was that like from the beginning or is that something that, um, you know, was it, was a change for you during motherhood? It was definitely a change. So I could date that decision all the way back to my older brother, not ever letting me watch what I wanted to watch as a kid. <laughs> We could go into some serious family issues here, but I think the truth of it was we, I had a two-year-old, this is my first, had a two-year-old and he was, I would literally let him sit in our bathtub while I took a shower watching videos of dump trucks, right? Like that was the only thing I could think of to get him busy for a few minutes so I could just bathe myself. Mm. But I realized every time I took it away from him, we had massive meltdowns. It turned into not just when mom was taking a shower, but just all the time, all the time. And he's two. Like, how do you regulate and reason with a two-year-old? You really right. don't. And he's a very strong little two-year-old. Um, and now he's a strong little five-year-old. Uh, and so there's still, sometimes we still have conversations about screen-free. Because when I take him to the gym, there's a TV there. And sometimes it's on. And I don't have control over that situation. 
And so there are still things we talk about, but that decision to finally go screen free was just a cold turkey one. I just decided, you know what? I grew up not ever really being able to watch much TV. Enter my older brother. Never <laughs> being able to really watch much TV. And I'm fine. And so I just kind of cold turkey stopped it. And it was really hard for a while. And not gonna lie. And I decided that I needed a little bit of I needed a little bit of like support of this decision. I couldn't just be like, we're doing this. And so this was about three and a half years ago. I'm not sure when like screen time became like at its peak, but um, so I don't know if like I, I was a newer person in realizing the screen thing, but there was the book, the TechWise family that was out mm. and I found that and I read that and I kind of was like, bingo, this is, this is what we're going to do. This is what our family's going to do for the most part. Um, I say we are 98% screen free because during COVID I let my oldest do, uh, we did together cosmic kids yoga. Yeah. <laughs> and that was on the TV. And, but I, I don't, I'm not really worried about that because, and that was two times a week. And I told him ahead of time, he's five. I said two times a week, we get to do this after your siblings are in bed. We'll do this together. Right. We did the shorter ones. So, I mean, I'm not perfect at it, but for the most part, I mean, they don't have screens. I have lots of actually in photo organization, I have like developed tips and things to use photos as part of my screen free lifestyle. So my two year old absolutely loves fire trucks and he's totally into fire trucks. And we went to the fire station. I have all these pictures of him on my phone at the fire station and he wants to see them but we're screen free. So I'm not going to hand him my phone and let him go through all of these. And so I print them up and I make them just in this little book with a little rubber band and he carries it all around the house and points at it and shows it to people and shows it to his friends and takes it outside. And so it's just, it's just a switch of your mentality. And I, there's definitely no guilt in people that are using screens, but I will say if you have the desire to shift and change your lifestyle, because it is a lifestyle change, um, it can absolutely be done. And I feel like there's a much brighter side, or at least there was for me, brighter side on the other end of it all, that my kids are so much more self-sufficient, so much more imaginative. We don't have those meltdowns. I don't have to say, you have 20 minutes of screen time, and then, then be asking me all day long with that. You know, it's just, it's just not part of what we do, really. And so that is a personal choice. Some people don't have that desire after looking at all the research and, you know, yada, 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 all the, all the things that could support that. I, I really felt like that was the right decision for us. Yeah. And then my husband and I do this really old fashioned thing where we just like talk in the evenings. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that is great for your relationship. And <laughs> I have definitely seen, uh, we've kind of, experimented I would say um with screens and we definitely fell back into more screen time than I prefer for my daughter who was only two uh during COVID as well but it it is a slippery slope because yeah. it kind of is like okay well now we're all still home together and now it's technically going to be summer for my husband who has already been home because he's a teacher. And oh, so gosh. I'm like, you know, the slippery slope kind of went too far because this is our norm. Now we're all home together. Like yeah. we've, and things are opening back up. So at least there's that. But 
Um, yeah, we, I, we read the TechWise family and when we did, we took our TV out of the living room for a while. Yeah. We brought it back down for quarantine, but, um, I am thinking about moving it back away from our living room because it just seemed, you know, like you said, I saw the same thing of just more self-sufficiency, less tantrums. Um, I wouldn't say that Gemma tantrums like extremely from screens, but like most kids, I'd say she definitely always wants the screen. Like if she's having it for 20 minutes in the morning, then she wants to keep asking for it all day. So yeah, it's, I found a lot of benefit from it. I can't say that that's what we're doing right now, but I can totally relate to that. And I'm grateful to hear your perspective of doing it more long-term and just to see that it's possible. Yeah. And it's a journey. And and there are, there are weeks when we don't even think about screens. And then there are weeks that, you know, my son wants to know about pythons or gorillas or something weird that I'm like, I don't know, I need to watch some YouTube videos on this like to educate you. And so it definitely, you know, ebbs and flows. And also every once in a while, like, I really just want to watch a rom-com. And so mm-hmm. like, I'll do that on my laptop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, but yeah, it is a journey and it's definitely a choice, but I, like, I, I will say again, it's, the on the other side of it all if you can get past like the whole detoxing stage it it has been phenomenal for our family and it's just I feel like it's my number one simplification tip is if there's some way that you can go through the process of cutting out or severely minimizing screens you're gonna change your life yeah that's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. <laughs> because we weren't planning on talking about that, no. but I had to ask because I know that's a question that a lot of it, anyone, I mean, it depends if you have kids or not. Honestly, screens are in like invading our lives. I yeah. hate to say it like that, but and personally even, it's just something that I am constantly working on a boundary with. And um, I feel like, you know, cut out one thing like the TV or whatever, it helps with everything yeah. else because we're, we are, uh, it's so easy to be looking at a screen all day. Um, so anyways, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Well, and like you said, boundaries, like that's really, that's, that's all it is. And, and part of organization and, and all of the phone stuff. And I, I mean, even taking pictures of your family and your kids, you're, you're right behind a, you're right behind a phone, you're right behind a screen and just having boundaries of knowing, when to have it out and when not to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about photos a bit. Um, why did this become important to you? I know you talked a little bit about like why it became important to you in your own life to just be able to preserve these memories and have more organization, but what made you want to start helping others be able to do that as well? Well, so I realized that my desire to have photos on our coffee table and for our kids to flip through and heaven forbid if something happened to me for my kids to be able to go through and still see all of our memories together, that desire that I had was like every mom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Every mom kind of has that feeling and and just knowing in the back of her mind, like, yeah, yeah, I know I should have 
I should have a system. I should have these organized. I should print an album. I should, I should. I just don't have time. I don't, I can't get it done. My photos are too much of a mess. Would I like to? Yeah, of course I would like to. And so the more kind of friends I talked to about that, the more I realized this was a thing. And a bunch of my friends were like, can you just show me how to make those albums that you make at the end of the year? And so I made like terrible little like holding my phone, like showing them, like talking about the layout, like did screencasts. And then I was like, okay, I need to, I need to like actually like, you know, business is, is like what I do. I had a photography business. Like I need to actually make this into a system that like anybody can do um, because it's so important for our kids to have those memories. And like I said, if something were to happen to you, what would the process look like for your family and your loved ones to find the memories of you that they wanted? Like, would it be joy filled? Would they be able to easily do that? Or would it be chaotic and frustrating for them to go through your phone or your, or whatever you have, whatever system you do have. And, um, that was just like a really big concern that a lot of people that I talked to a lot of just mom friends were, were talking about. And so I mostly do it for the long term. I don't, mm. I don't keep my photos the way I do for right now. I keep them for my, I keep them for my kids and my grandkids so that yeah. they have those to look at. I hope you're enjoying today's episode, but I'm excited to quickly take a break and share with you some of the sponsors that are making today's episode possible. Do you experience stress, have anxiety, or chronic pain, or maybe you have trouble sleeping once or twice a week? You are not alone. And right now, we are living through a time when many of us are experiencing stress and anxiety, maybe more than usual. Personally, I struggle with anxiety, and I am grateful that I discovered feels. It's a premium CBD that's delivered directly to your doorstep. Feels helps naturally reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. The thing to remember with CBD is that finding your right dose is important. So leave room to experiment over the course of a week or so. You may need to take more or less to get the effects that you're after. But what I love about Feels is that if you're new to CBD, they have support for you. They offer a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience. And I have loved talking with them and hearing their passion behind helping people through these issues like anxiety and getting guidance on using CBD effectively. Feels works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high or hangover or addiction with CBD. It's just a natural way to combat these things like anxiety, stress, chronic pain, and sleeplessness. So you can join the Feels community and get Feels delivered straight to your door every month. You'll save on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time. You could try Feels today by going to feels.com slash minimalist and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash minimalist with a T to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels dot com slash minimalist. I want to thank our sponsor, Natural Cycles. Birth control may not be one size fits all, but if you've been searching for an all natural and scientifically proven method, Natural Cycles is your answer. It's an alternative hormone-free birth control option. Natural Cycles identifies your fertile window by using a smart algorithm that monitors your basal body temperature to identify when you're ovulating. Natural Cycles is the first and only FDA cleared birth control app. 
It's hormone-free and easy to use. Just take your temperature as soon as you wake up and enter it into the Natural Cycles app for the most accurate read. Natural Cycles uses this data to determine when you're ovulating. Natural Cycles is 93% effective in preventative pregnancy when used typically and 98% when used perfectly. But it's not just birth control. Natural Cycles can also help you monitor your moods, recommend the best time for a breast exam, and more. I love that it helps you monitor your hormonal health in general, and you can use Natural Cycles to plan a pregnancy as well. Just switch your app settings from prevent to plan, and I found the app to be super easy to use, and I'm grateful to find a hormone-free and science-proven option for birth control. Natural Cycles is the natural and effective birth control alternative that you've been searching for. So go to naturalcycles.com slash minimalish and use promo code minimalish to get 20% off an annual subscription plus a free thermometer. That's naturalcycles.com slash minimalish code minimalish for 20% off an annual subscription and a free thermometer. All users must be 18 years and older and Natural Cycles does not protect from STDs. Only condoms and other barrier methods can do that. Yeah. And I think that is important. I mean, I have memories of looking through memories, you know, (laughs) the fact that I could just take a photo book and, you know, flip through an old school photo album and see baby pictures of me and um, all of that. So here is something just to kind of share the position that I'm in with my photos. I just thought of this as you were talking, the fact that you know, we hire photographers and we pay for photos because we care about them. I literally do not have a photo book printed from my wedding, which was six years ago. Oh my and God. I just thought of that because I was, as you were saying, like, what would the process to be to go through for your family if something happened to you? And I'm thinking like, okay, well, I have all of these photos on my phone, which are totally unorganized, by the way, in the midst <laughs> of like all these screenshots and craziness. And then I have a flash drive plus like a folder on my computer with wedding photos. And I thought, wait, I never did the photo book for, for the wedding. And it's just, it's crazy because we do have everything digital now that I think less and less people are, are getting those pictures printed into albums or getting them printed to put on the walls. So let's talk about this. (laughs) Let's just dig in. What are some of your top tips for going for, I guess, like, I'm probably, like, a prime candidate. (laughs) Going from where I'm at or where anyone might be at if they have, you know, thousands upon thousands of photos on their phones or photos wherever they might be storing them to get these organized and get them into a place where they can be, you know, used intentionally and looked through in a way that is going to be joyful for them and their family. Okay, so I always say there's three tips. There's three things I would start with. And the very first one is to work on your tangible pictures because you're going to see that progress. So, like, the first thing you do is just, like, gather all those hard drives, CDs, USB drives, actual pictures, like, from your childhood, photo albums, like, anything and everything you have. You want to get all in one place. And any, like, professional organizer would tell you, like to touch everything. I'm not a professional organizer at all, but I've (laughs) (laughs) talked to enough to know that you need to have everything in one place. You need to be able to see it and touch it. So 
having it all in one place is going to help you know what you're working with. And then you kind of start going from there. And I say go with the tangible things first, like the actual pictures from your from when you were a baby and things that you already have and go through and sort those. And then you get one big hard drive and you're going to get all your digitals on there and you're going to sort through those. So that's kind of the place to start after, after that. So that, so getting them all in one place, ordering a big hard drive, dumping them in, into there and then creating a photo system with your phone photos. And that's just going to be, I mean, they're, there's a million different steps that go into this, but the gist of it is you're going to set a reminder to go off on your phone at the end of every month or the very beginning of the month. So like June 1st or May 1st, and you're just going to go through and you're going to pick the ones you absolutely love and move them into a folder in your phone. And then you remove that folder onto your hard drive. Mm. So literally every digital image is going to be on there. And I don't say start back with your wedding. I say start with like right now where you are. And, and you will find that picking those favorites on your phone is like six minutes. You think it's going to take forever, but it is like super short. And so if you just set a reminder then every night to say, you know what, after the kids are in bed, I'm going to spend six minutes. I'm going to go through and do another month. Then you'll have a whole year done. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean, like 12 nights, I guess, or so. Yeah. So that, that's a, that's a place to start. And then I, since I was a wedding photographer, <laughs> like you need to get a wedding album. <laughs> I do for sure. But then you kind of pick the milestones that you want to do. So if you have a baby book, everybody wants a baby book for their kid and everybody's so hard on themselves for not having made that baby book yet. Well, once you get all your actual pictures done and your digital pictures done, then you'll have all of your digital pictures in one place. You'll have all the ones from your old USB drive, from your phone, all of those are going to be in one place. So it will be much faster to make that baby book. And so that's kind of where I recommend starting. Um, I have like a five day challenge that walks you through in five days, how to specifically go through and start organizing all of those things. Because we think that this is just such a huge mountain of things to do that there's no way I can do it all. And so we kind of shut down, but I show you that in five days, just like 10 minutes a day, you can make a big difference. Just like with knowing the steps, knowing what steps to take. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And we'll tag that or tag. We'll link that challenge um, in the show notes. And I think that what happens for me is I'm overwhelmed by the thought of it because I do, even though, you know, I did say that I don't have a wedding album, which I don't, I do every year, I make a calendar and I use that as gifts, Mm -hmm. but that act of making a calendar always takes me so long because I'm trying to do it all at once. Like I'm trying to do it in one day and I'm trying to take photos from the whole year and I am getting sidetracked by, oh, watch this video that I forgot about or, you know, because I'm scrolling through yes. my, my phone album. So that does make so much sense to just do this in real time, do it each month, and then you don't have that overwhelm of yeah. this is going to be some huge project, which might be how it feels if you do like make a yearly photo book or whatever it is that people might make. That might feel horrible and huge every year because 
we don't do anything in real time. So do you use any specific like resources to make the photo books that you make or what does that look like in your house? Yeah, so I use a I use one company called Blurb and they have several different like platforms that you can design albums on, but I I use one of their platforms and I just created a template. And so I have literally maybe it takes me an hour, maybe to make that album from our whole year. Cause when I choose our digital images that I'm keeping, like when I go through and favorite them on my phone and then at the end of the month, I put them into my hard drive. I have also like, usually those favorites are just the ones that I just drag and autofill into that template. And so it really is just dragging autofilling. And then I, I jot down little comments and things here and there about stuff. But for the most part, like that's it. That's all I do. And it's so fast and it's not 100% painless, but it's pretty close <laughs> to painless. Yeah. It just sounds like, you know, doing a little bit of work up front to create a template of some yeah. sort that you like and enjoy. And from there on out, you have this resource that you can use year after year. Yeah. Well, and it's like, you could say the vague statement of like, I want to lose 20 pounds. Like that's super big. That's a big challenge. You're not going to do that in one day. Mm -hmm. That's like something you have to create habits to have a different lifestyle, to do things a little differently, systems. Like you have to have processes and you do a little bit every day. And then six months down the road, you're like, oh, I've arrived. Like I've lost 20 pounds. So it's kind of, it's the same thing, but although it doesn't take six months, I will disclaim that. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't take as the work of losing weight is definitely no. <laughs> <It's> way harder. <laughs> a lot more. <laughs> way harder, especially if you've already had children. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And I feel like, you know, it just that even though it's not the same thing, it does help to think about this idea that, you know, it doesn't happen all at once, but down the road, this will be easier and it will be something yeah. that we've tackled and it won't feel like a complete mess <laughs> like it might right now. For sure. Um, so as a photographer, and uh, I know you said you don't work as a photographer anymore, but I would love to hear just a few tips of getting meaningful pictures of our families. And even kind of with what you said of just the idea of being a screen-free family, or if you want, because I feel like part of the draw of having your phone on you all the time is that it has that camera, right? So you have access oh, to yeah. that. So how, what do boundaries look like for you with that, first of all? And then second, what are some tips for, I guess, getting nice photos of our kids, even with like, even with our phones? Okay. So this is a really good question because as I was figuring out how to organize my pictures, there were like a couple lessons that I learned. Mm -hmm. And one of those is that since I am a photographer and I still say I'm a photographer because I take pictures with my camera all the time still. Mm. <laughs> um, and so the first thing I found that as I'm organizing my pictures, I've kind of tweaked the way I take pictures of my kids with my phone so that I have fewer photos. And the way I do that is kind of two things is I always pay attention to the light so what light is overhead if I'm inside or where my light sources are coming from or where the sun is if I'm outside. So I pay attention to the light 
I try and pick something that is well lit, that is lit evenly. And then I pay attention to the background. So if, you know, there's like Amazon Prime boxes stacked up to the roof or whatever <laughs> in the background, then I just kind of move my body and I take one where it just like has a fireplace or a carpet or something. So I'm taking less pictures and so I have less to organize. So it's kind of like a hand in hand thing. And so those are the two things that I think about when I'm taking pictures of my kids. And when I'm taking those pictures, kind of what I've learned to do is just gauge. I ask myself this question because it is such a tendency of moms to just be like, oh my gosh, adorable. Take a picture, pull out your phone. But I ask myself, is this a memory that I really want them to come back to that is important to them? You know, is this something that they're going to love to see? Like, do they care that they colored themselves with marker during nap time or like, you know, maybe <laughs> yes, maybe probably not. I don't know. So I just, I try and gauge, is, is this a memory that I, I need and want to preserve? And if the answer is kind of no, then I just leave my camera. I just leave my phone put away. And that's something that I've had to be mindful of. And now it's more of a habit. So I've had to be really mindful and ask myself that question before I pulled out my phone and now it's just kind of, I look at a situation and I just think, I just want to be present. I just want to be right here. You know, I just want to, I just want to enjoy that my son is covered from head to toe in mud in seven seconds. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't need to take a picture of that. And right. so those are, those are kind of the two things that I do is I make sure I'm taking a decent picture by looking at the light in the background. And then I ask myself, is this a memory that we need to keep? preserved forever is this just a memory that I'm just going to put in my heart yeah because I think both have their place and both yeah. are important and growing up I mean we never had uh, cameras on us all the time and I know. we still have memories of our childhoods and it's just I think I like I said I think I would validate for so long that I needed my phone on me all the time even though I wanted to leave it inside if we're playing outside or I want to put it on the charger so I don't touch it for a while. And what I found is in those moments that I feel like, oh, I want to take out my phone to take a picture, but I realize my phone's not on me. It's not like devastating. It's like, yeah. oh, it's okay. And if it's really good moment, like I think a couple of days ago, she was finally getting the hang of uh, her like tricycle or something. And, and I wanted a video and I was like, oh, I don't have my phone okay, well, we run in the house, grab it, yeah. and it's it's not like the moment is 100% over or like that's not going to happen again. So, yeah. yeah, I think that is really important. And um, I, I love those tips, too, of just kind of pausing before you take, like, yeah. 100 photos and be like, oh, this is the good one. And then you have the so many in your phone at all times just pausing to get a better photo so that you don't have a yeah. hundred of them <laughs> the same oh yeah because I've been guilty of that and then I'm like wait what am I doing like I surely one of those is sufficient <laughs> exactly well I have two last questions that I'm actually changing I used to ask two questions and now I'm just some they're kind of the same but I've shifted them a little bit to change things <laughs> up so the first one is I have been asking this question for a long time and I just like it. I didn't want to let go of it. It's just what's something that you're loving right now, whether it's a book or food you're eating or whatever, whatever it might be, something you're loving in your life right now. 
Oh man. Um, my instinct is to say my Chemex that my husband got me, which if you don't know what that is, it'll change your life. <laughs> it is basically, we used to be French press coffee drinkers and we're not even super coffee drinkers. We'll have one, you know, most mornings he'll make me a French press. Um, but he recently switched and got a Chemex, which is just like the, you put the filter in and you pour the coffee over and it drips down in. Mm-hmm. And I am not kidding. It, that is the smoothest cup of coffee that I have ever had. And it's so good. Yeah. And I love it. Do you have one? Well, so we had a Chemex, but it broke. Um, but we, my husband does pour over every morning. I actually don't drink pour over every morning. He does like an individual. <laughs> it's a whole thing in our family. <laughs> Coffee is a whole thing. <laughs> so I broke his Chemex vacuuming one day, which is a long story, but then oh, no. he, he got an, in, he got two individual pour over serves. But sometimes if I wake up before him, I just want the coffee to like go on its own while I get myself together. So yes, pour over. We've done, we do pour over in this house. I don't always drink it, but it's definitely better. I can, and it slows you down too, which I value, but um, I can't say that. Which is like (laughs) counterproductive coffee slowing you down. Right. (laughs) It is, but I think, you know, coffee, the the act of the pour over, I think can be like one of those centering processes that helps you just think. I only drink it when my husband makes it for me. I'm not, I'm going to make a Keurig if I make my own. That's exactly me. And that's why I said I don't drink it every morning because he has the single serve now. And I was like, it's fine. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it is good. Um, okay. So my second question is, sorry, I had to look at it because it's new. Um, what is one thing that helps you be more intentional in your everyday life? Oh man. Okay. One thing. If I was going to say one thing, this is kind of cheating because this is one thing, but it's several in one. I feel like having, and I'm, I'm using air quotes on this micro routines. Mm -hmm. So we all say like, you know, it's good to have a morning routine. It's good to have an evening routine. It's good to have all these routines that help you be more efficient. But lately what I found, especially during the whole quarantine COVID season of life is that sometimes routines are not fun. And sometimes they're not what you need. And I found myself kind of forcing us to do routines just because. But when I kind of like chopped those routines up and just knew, just my kids knew that after breakfast, we went for a morning walk regardless. Two things. That's just like, that's, that's it. Like that's, and I call those micro routines or like after, um, after nap time, we read one book that's it. Like they know right when they get up from nap time, we're going to sit on the couch and we're going to read one book. And I know that, you know, and they know that. And so that's, that's kind of helped. And with me in my morning, since I have a fairly new child, that's an Mm. addition to our life. Um, my whole morning routine, like went out the window, but I was like, I need something to like get a couple things done. So my morning routine kind of went from like really productive and getting a lot done and getting up before the kids and all that to now, like, I get up and when my kids come, like, into my room as I'm nursing my baby, we read a verse from the Bible. And so they know that, because I used to have all this quiet time and stuff, and now I don't. And <laughs> so I'm like, you know what, this is going to be what we do right now. So if you come into my room, we're going to read a verse from the Bible, and then you're going to leave. 
<laughs> That's so, so good. So just micro routines, I feel like help me with intentional in my everyday. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's important to just kind of even simplify it even further because I think the idea of routines can be overwhelming sometimes. So, and right now, well, at least when we're talking and probably still when this goes out, I mean, who knows what the country is going to look like then, but things are changing quickly. But, um, you know, when life changes as much as it has these past few months and routines go out the window, that can throw us all off so much. Yeah. And that can mess with our mental health. So I just like the idea of chopping it up and having those yeah. routines. So good. It also takes the pressure off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which we need. Which we all need. Yeah. We all need. <laughs> well, so good. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, talking about photos with us, because that's something I think so many of us can benefit from. Yeah. And I hope that um, a lot of people take action from this and Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Desiree. It's been awesome. All right, friend. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I hope you head over to Jen's website, download her challenge, and get started on organizing your photos. I know I'm excited to get started on that as well. That's all I have for today's episode. I am so grateful that you joined in and listened in, and I will talk to you right back here again next week.